All right, clankers, suck laser. Suck laser. That was suck a great laser. line. That was a great line. And we talked about it, didn't we? In between podcast episodes. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't talk about it last week. It's true. I feel like they do it every episode, don't they? Well, suck, they drop a... suck or eat lasers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the second episode, I think it was eat laser. Mm. But yeah, there's, I think it was the timing of, all right, clankers, suck laser. And he like unloads that made it, you know, the monumental Star Wars moment that it was. This is the Full Fat Podcast, and uh, I'm Matt Whittle. And every week we'll be reviewing a Clone Wars episode, maybe an arc, uh, amongst general chit-chat about what we've been watching and what we've been gaming, what we've been doing. I'm joined by Terry Merkin. Hi. And uh, the sensation of of, uh, of Greenwich. Mr. <laughs> 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 Charlie Lilly. Thank you very much. Although I would still like to represent Wellin, you know, the hometown. Oh, the Wolf of Well Street. The Wolf of Well Street. The Wolf of Wellin. I don't know what sounds better. Yeah. I thought... Um, but Greenwich, yeah. That's fine. I thought uh, oft-mentioned Ginger and uh, podcast favourite Jordan Man Nadeau <laughs> was the Wolf of Welling. Oh, yeah. He is. <laughs> that is true. What have we been watching? What have we been playing? Terry it's a very leading question because I <laughs> yeah. basically want to talk about Time Splitters 2, but we'll okay. go to your, uh, <laughs> your cards it's okay. first. You start with Time Splitters 2. Are you sure? Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Because I've been wanting to talk about this <laughs> since we've been playing it. So uh, me and Charlie hooked up uh, well, we hooked up your PS2 first, didn't we? Yes, it didn't work. Didn't work. And no. then luckily my PS2 still works. And we've hooked that up. We've been playing a lot of old classic PS2 games, haven't we? We it's have, um, including the uh, classic. And if you know about this game, then you are probably just as cool as us. If, if you know, know uh, then you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> and that is um, <clears throat> the great, the wonderful Disney Skate Adventure. It is... Pretty extreme, isn't it? It's basically, for those of you that don't know, it came out in like 2003, I believe. Um, it's like a Tony Hawk clone that uses Disney properties, but it's like before they owned Star Wars and Marvel. So, you know, the premier worlds we're going to are like the worlds of Toy Story. You go to Andy's room, you can like, you know, skate around and like grind on like uh, the... Well, you can actually grind it on a skateboard, which is yeah. pretty, pretty sweet. Because <laughs> um, it's all like miniaturized. And then um, you can go to Lion King and Tarzan. And bizarrely, there's no more Disney worlds. We were talking about like what, like Leo yeah. and Stitch would have been perfect around that time. Yeah, that mm. would have been great. But don't forget the home brand, which is Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. It's like a, it's like a city, and it's such a sweet map. You can like end up grinding on like the roof of the cinema, and like you can grind on like McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> is there just yeah. no like? need for skate games anymore do people not want to play skate games anymore yeah i know what you mean none in, there's none left it was the new one that got well the remaster of tony hawk but that's it's not it, a really game it's not a new game well but that is pretty much what they do game, yeah, most but, yeah. nowadays anyway it would be nice to get like a brand new brand spanking new skating game disney skate adventure with uh, all the properties they have now it's exactly. a win-win exactly. you could have star wars you could have marvel it'd be everything you could parts the caribbean yeah it'd be like kingdom hearts with a skateboard up uh, Sign me up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kingdom Hearts 2 does have skateboarding. Is it Kingdom Hearts 2? When you're, you know, when you're like the other Sora, is it Roxas? I'm pretty sure he skateboards around. It's been I'm a long really time sorry. since I played it. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts. So. Really? Really? You, you know, of everyone at this table, I thought you would have played it to death. Yeah, I'd not. have thought that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Where I ha- you get time? I haven't even been able street. to play anything because you two have been on the PlayStation 2 all the time. <laughs> it's been wonderful watching you reconnect with it. Oh, it's been such a nostalgia trip, isn't it? Because also, like, the, the tracks they play, it's like Smash Mouth, all kind of like 
poppy yeah, like early 2000s yeah like, like poppy punk movie yeah. music that come out then yeah it's uh and then Lil Romeo Lil, well. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Romeo well I do have Kingdom Hearts 2 here Terry if you would like to next week guys I'll tell you exactly what I think of it or you could play Sometimes Splits 2 because Sometimes Splits 2 is awesome and I haven't played that in like probably the better part of oh no 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 well regularly anyway I remember once in like 2015 we booted it up didn't we yeah, we plugged we it all in but before that I've not really played it regularly in like 10-12 years so um, going through all the levels uh, for that over the weekend was really fun. There's still a few I want to like go back and do. Like I want to go back and do the Robot Factory, but so far I've done like Return to Planet X, which is this great like uh, Dandere like kind of space Flash Gordon serial <laughs> episode. Basically, like Time Splitters. For those of you that don't know, and you should know, get to know, get to know, <laughs> get to know. <laughs> it, it was basically like where's the fourth one? Yeah, where is the full? Well, Free Radical closed down, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we will never get that full one. But uh, back in the day, there were these awesome arcadey shoot 'em up uh, like multiplayer uh, shooters, and uh, the story modes would be really fun because you basically go through like different like movie references, and like the first uh, level in Time Splitters Two is like essentially Goldeneye, and you're going all through the dam like stealthing it up, shooting all the cameras really and cool. stuff. It's awesome. It's awesome, and then. The second level was like Chicago. It's like a 1930s noir. Um, and you're like trying to f- find this mob boss and bring him down. And But it's it's kind of like Quantum Leap because there's this overarching story where in the future the time splitters are like trying to destroy humanity. And now they're pulling a Skynet basically and they're going back in time and like finding all these time crystals. Or they've like hidden them somewhere. I don't know. It's a video game story. <laughs> yeah. You don't really care. It's essentially just <laughs> it's a, a, a PS2 video game. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I have so. noticed though watching you play the PS2 games as opposed to the games that are coming out now? Mm. They really tested your skill especially when you were playing like Crash Bandicoot oh, and stuff oh, like that. Like all these God. games really tested your skills and now it's just kind of like oh well here's sort of an easy combat I guess. But yeah, like yeah. the regular mode was like solid. You had to actually have like skills to, to play them. Yeah, should we confess our um, you know attempt at playing Prince Persia Warrior Within. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. We, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get past the first cutscene. The first, yeah, the first, the yeah. first boss, sorry. Um, and yeah, it was like this warrior princess woman and like, she just kept creaming us. It was only on normal. Yeah, no, yeah, we sucked it. Yeah, oh, the disdain when Matt was going to make it an easier mode and you were like, absolutely not, no, no. <laughs> I can't allow it. I'm not letting this game put, put it on easy mode. I will not have it. If I played it as a kid and I went past that level, there's no excuse for adult Charlie not to go past it. I'm happy to accept though, in a world where I'm just getting a little bit of a Prince of Persia warrior of taster. And I'm, I'm deciding if I'm going to play it anymore because I've got so Fair. many PS2 games to play. I'm willing to put it on easy. <laughs> Maybe I'm a wuss. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on that point, uh, Time Splitters 2, so difficult. There's this level called Neo Tokyo. I only had it on normal. It's like Blade Runner-y, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's Blade Runner-y. It's also set in 2019, which is the same time as the film, but also lol. Like, that is yeah. Funny, yeah. <laughs> it's all like futuristic from 2002. Um, so yeah, so 2002's vision of 2019. And um, it's like a stealth mission but it's not like how they make games now. Like, if you fuck up on the tiniest thing, yeah, you're, you're just screwed. And the, the game, weirdly, like, you have to, like, follow someone. And uh, this hacker character can discover that you're following her. And then she can try and shoot you. And that's not the end of the level. But it is, essentially, because once she spotted you, you can't get to this place. But the game won't be like, you failed. It will, like, wait until she's, like, shooting at you and you, like, get annoyed <laughs> and then kill her back. And then it's like, oh, the hacker's dead. You can't go anymore, like... <laughs> You restart the level but again doesn't 
automatically restart. It asks you to restart. So you can still continue walking around. You've just fucked it up. <laughs> That's yeah. so weird. That's but they, they wouldn't do that now, would they, so much? I guess no. maybe they didn't have the means to do that back then. How we know it now is how it is. Maybe yeah, I mean... Couldn't uh, figure out the code for it back then. G- games definitely guide you along a lot more now, don't they? 100%. Like, we've all heard of the walking cutscene and... Definitely. You know, like climbing mechanics that you take no skill it's just like point and move <laughs> yeah. there you go yeah it's more um, just like you're just like, like for example like the um, Warriors Within Prince Persia mm-hmm. you just chucked in you don't really get told you get told a few combos and then like the game seems super easy you're like ch- you know chopping up these like are they skeletons or like they're like dudes with skull masks yeah I'm not sure what the lore is behind it and they make really it. weird then as soon as you noises hit... when you hit them yeah they do yeah. they're very sexual noises <laughs> It's very Are strange. They? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> well, well, uh, viewers, if you want to know what one night with Charlie's like, <laughs> there's your Amazing, answer. amazing. Oh, no. yeah. Ooh, ah, go. I got another. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, we're going to get done for copyright now. Yeah. <laughs> Is that accurate? Uptown Char. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, is, uh, it is very difficult. It's a very difficult game. and uh, but, it, but it is rewarding. Because, like, you know what I mean? After you've, like, done the whole controller throwing at the wall scenario, and then you get through to the end of the level, like, you feel really pimped. It's very satisfying. And it's yeah. a feeling I haven't really had in modern games in quite some time. Aside from maybe, like, Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. which was, mm. like, notably harder than, like, the average game, I think, mm. for, for, for the difficulty levels that you can set it at. Like, even the normal is pretty good run through. I and mean, we both did it on, like, is it Jedi... What's that? Whatever the second Jedi Master. Is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm and then I think Jedi Grandmaster. So yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, it right well, now. Yeah. That so game doesn't hold your hand. Soon. No, that's, it doesn't. Thing. Yeah. I remember like the first time I got it out, I was just trying to figure stuff out, and Matt comes up behind me, he's like, "You have to go over there," and I was like, "I wanted to work it out." <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. Oh yeah, no, I'm a bad backseat. Um, that's why. I, that's gamer. why I don't play games with you. I just play them on my own. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you do that too, though. Oh, we're gonna have domestic now. <laughs> you always cut, tell me where to cut, go when cut. I'm playing video games. <laughs> yeah, well, you do the same thing. Because uh, <laughs> you can't do it. I had to beat the, the Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, um, Scarlet Hansen is who I was thinking of. The Black Widow bit for you in the Avengers game. Oh, yeah, you did do that bit for me. Well, I don't think it was that I couldn't do it. Oh, it was that yeah. we, were, we were passing the controller and she <laughs> did that bit. And I'd, I'd failed at it previously. But I reckon I could still do that level. And you know what? I would be willing to prove you right, but I don't really want to put that game in my PS4 again. So <laughs> we can go with fair. you. No, that winning, is yeah. fair. We don't, I don't want to go anywhere near it. God, it was game. a mess. It just died a death, didn't it? It, it was, was fun for like two four weeks. Four times we had to boot it up as well. Oh. Because it kept breaking. Yeah, I mean, I was oh, talking yeah. more about it as a piece of art, but yes, it also literally broke like so many times, didn't it? Yes. What have oh. you been playing, Mr. Charlie Lilly? Um, what have I been playing? Mm. Just yeah, Disney Adventure, man. Just, just, just that Disney Adventure. Just put it in my veins, man. Just playing some of that, really. And I keep trying to play other stuff, other than Warrior Within that we tried to do. We couldn't mm. get past the boss. So there's not much. I'm thinking about playing. Um, I've got uh, his, is it Mickey's Epic Adventure on the PS One? Is that what it's called? Or sure. Epic Mickey's Adventure? It was. I remember as a kid, I couldn't play this Mickey Mouse game. <laughs> it was so difficult. And I've never played it as an adult, so I'm like, I want to watch it be we'll give even it a go. harder now. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably be worse. Uh, we must, we must have had crosswise the other day because you brought this up to me, didn't you? And I said, I oh, was it Epic Mickey, and you said, yeah, but I think Epic Mickey is the Wii game. So I think we're talking about two yeah, games. maybe it's something else. But it's it's like an old, it's like an old, it's done like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons, like the black and white ones. Uh, okay, it's, it's PS One graphics. Yeah. 
okay. But they also, I also have Hercules as well. I have loads of like kids games because obviously I was a child when uh, I had the PS1. <laughs> like Bugs <Loser>. Life. <laughs> yeah. Bugs Life and Tarzan. Like, oh, yeah, 18 pluses as like a four year old. Like, yeah. I only have Tekken 3. You, you say this, I would go to my cousins to play one of two things either Crash Bandicoot or like Silent Hill. There was no middle <laughs> yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's true. Amazing. Do you think you'll boot up Snake Eater? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> the only, the only, the only thing I'm a little bit back going back to is uh, I'm not a big fan. As much as I love Snake Eater, is like it's one of my favorite of the stories of the Metal Gear Solid games. Is the the mechanic of like you have to eat something, otherwise your health starts depleting. Does really get really frustrating as the game goes on, and it as as much as I love that game, I know loads of people love that. I feel like there's a line where like it goes a bit too far sometimes. Yeah. And uh, for me, I used to find that really difficult. Whether I find it difficult or not now is a different story. But we'll uh, we'll find out. Um, I just want to hear that sweet fucking opening title. Oh, that was uh, Harry Bag editing uh, the latest video essay, and we're going to meet that now and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut it out. I might not. You know, I might, we'll might leave the viewer in. Yeah, make them feel yeah. like they're really in so the living room with us. Yeah. Oh, that's a notification gone off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's mm. a more visceral experience, isn't it's it? It's uh, yeah. intimate. How many, how many, how many uh, like corporate pieces of jargon I fit into it? It's more organic of an experience, isn't it? More visceral. We should more, start uh, making like a virtual reality of this room so people can listen to the podcast. Or like pretend they're like, sat next see to us. Like sat at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that great meme where it's like, uh, like how, how it feels listening to a podcast. It's like this guy next to a wall of everyone laughing and he's laughing too. <laughs> 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 That's not what this podcast is like to listen to. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and with that, shall we talk about uh, the Clone Wars? Yes. The three, the tres episodes that we are reviewing this week which is starting with rising malevolence shadow of malevolence and then the third title if you want to guess it it's something malevolence is it destroying it oh, oh i'm gonna have to go to a tie break no it's a, it's destroy malevolence oh. but i'll let you have that yeah <laughs> well destroy malevolence doesn't really make much sense does it what a stupid title i think that sounds better than destroying malevolence because it's more like an imperative isn't it like don't breathe I don't think Destroy the, the word malevolence has any meaning anymore. We've said it so many times. <laughs> malevolence, malevolence, malevolence. Oh, God, my God. I had to check so many times how to spell it when I was writing my notes because I just didn't want to get it wrong. I don't know why. It's like, you know those words where you're like, this shouldn't be hard to spell, but for some reason it's not going in my brain. All words. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, uh, Captain America? Like, all words are like that. <laughs> don't be so silly. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you guys think, first of all? You could wrap up those three episodes in a little bow. And I'm uh, just going to start with my most annoying point is that they done my girl Ahsoka dirty. Like they made her so annoying. They did make her annoying. So annoying, and like ugh, it's just so upsetting. And like, why does she just have this little tube top and mini skirt on? She's meant to be 14, isn't she? It, it, the, yeah, the costuming is strange. Why do you think she's annoying? I just, I just don't think her lines are probably written very well. There is some cringy, like, She gets Sky all the exposition and, and like, oh, yeah. this thing is happening. Wow, that's a big cruiser crusher or whatever she says. She does fall into that, like, little Annie trap as well of, like, she's really hyper-competent and then, like, is also complaining that people aren't giving her her dues and, like, oh, what is it? does anyone care what the Padawan thinks? It's, like, mm-hmm. it's very annoying. But I, I would say in that character's defence, 
it is hard not to make like the younger oh, rookie character annoying. It's yeah. just like that like opposition, isn't it? Because she consents Master Plo Koon through the Force, and Anakin couldn't. So I was shocked by that because it's obviously she's powerful with the Force, but then she's just really irritating. But she's not irritating <laughs> later on. So. No, but but I think they. Like you got to look at it like particularly these these early episodes we're reviewing with like that kind of lens of like it's two thousand and eight, the prequels were not well received you know like it it it's still before that time where stuff like the Clone Wars helped to redeem that era and you know people yes. kind of look back on them now with um a bit more open to the kind of the ideas that it presented, but um but yeah I think I think it's a fun episode because it's trying really hard to give you like a mesh of well for me anyway like the original trilogy with the prequels like mm. obviously. It's all about the fact that General Grievous has unveiled the Ion Cannon, which is just a thing you see in Empire that the Rebels just have. But obviously here, years before, it's this like new state-of-the-art piece of tech, which I really liked. I really like that as a concept. It's like, oh, what is this? Like, we've never heard of an Ion Cannon before, and it can just take out ships, like, absolutely, like, dead them. It's, it's a really great, like, yeah, it's scary. And also, it's like, it's a really, like, grave threat. Um, I thought it was a really great concept and then like for them to destroy Plo Koon's sh- uh, ship and then leave them in the graveyard with all the pods floating around and then you've got that tension of like oh we're not alone like you know something's picking us off um, that was really fun I, d- I do think the first episode out of the three is definitely the best yes with Plo Koon with uh, yes I was just about to say that actually um, I really like that episode I think I think what I really like about the clone was so far and I wish it was a little bit more of this I don't know if this, this is just my taste and what I like from Star Wars is what I think the first episode had was you know you have Yoda and you have the you have the troops that's all you have whereas I could have almost done with this episode just being the first episode of this the three mm-hmm. being just Ahsoka Anakin Plo Koon, the Rebels yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel like I, I feel like when it's like going off to like I know they're setting up the other episode, the the other three, two, other two episodes. Oh, well, yeah, like Obi Wan comes in, doesn't he? And then yeah, all that stuff. Like I really like when the Clone Wars like goes a bit smaller, and it's just like a Jedi Master with like people who are not Jedi, and like it's like them like seeing it from their perspective. I really like that's the stuff. I'm like, okay, this is cool because it's not what we've seen before, and it was really nice to see Plo Clune just as a character because <laughs> we've never seen that. Um, so yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, apparently he's Dave Filoni's favorite. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, he is pretty cool. And he's I mean, he is, cool he's got a cool look. And I think, <laughs> but like, you know, we, he's not really anything in the movies, is he? No, but, that, but that's what's so cool about like cool the chance it, yeah. to watch an episode like this, isn't it? Where it's like you flesh out that Jedi Knight character that's just in the background and, you know, barely said a line. Um, and here it's like, oh, now I can like sort of put a personality to that character. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I liked about, I think what I liked about him was he, he, he kind of had like a Yoda vibe about him, which I didn't expect where he's kind of like, he's very like, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Mm. Like, you know, and he's like, like I don't know, I, I really like that aspect of, like, whereas like, Mace Windu a bit, bit more yeah. like, I, right, I let's the, just go do some stuff. I think he's the similarity more. to Yoda comes from, like, the trusting in the Force yeah. and thinking, like, somebody will save us because the Force is... Yes, I did feel that was cool, that relentless positivity as yeah. they were all, like, giving up. Um, yeah, the only thing I do think is, it when you've watched Ambush... And then you go straight into this. It is like the best part of this episode is just kind of like a bit of a watered down version of yes, the first episode. Yes, I agree. I Do you agree. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Plo Koon. Oh, he's trapped with some troops or in a dire situation, but his will and the Force and will, will help them save the day. It's like that's the exact same thing that happened in Ambush with Yoda. But then that's um, all the Star Wars stories, really, isn't it? Yeah, but for they're but, in a dire situation. Yeah. The Force helps them out. No, I but guess. for it to be so specifically like the clones and you know they're in a bit of a sick situation yeah. and they're with yeah. one Jedi and you yeah, know, they just yeah. need to like. Um, 
pull through is it, it was good though it was just it was just, you know I mean? it just felt a bit derivative of that first episode but then i was like oh, i was reading up that like ambush wasn't actually meant to be first episode. first aired yeah they moved it up i assume because they saw that they had like a little slice of 20 minute gold there yeah um and i do think it's a much better like first episode then this would be as a first episode I think if Definitely. this had been the first episode I'd seen I would have gone oh that was fun maybe I'll keep watching as Ambush I was like that was so sweet like I loved Yoda like it was great yeah. battles especially from a marketing point of view because like it's Yoda's episode and like this is like Plo Kloon like kids aren't going to care about who Plo Kloon is yeah I mean really nerdy about it you can't even get his name right it's Plo Kloon which is perfect when you're trying to tell me how much uh, yeah. no one cares about yeah, Plo Kloon there you go um, <laughs> who's this Plo Clooney fella yeah. George he's the George Clooney, Clooney of the Star Wars universe. Plo Clooney uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's some great casting if they want to do like Plo Kloon a Star Wars story yeah. that's yeah, your next uh, Photoshop mate what? George Clooney is Plo <laughs> You won't notice because he's just an alien, isn't he? Exactly, it'll be the easiest Photoshop ever. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just, get, just write the caption. Just trust me, it's George Clooney. Uh, it's him under there. Yeah. <laughs> which actually reminds me that when I was making the thumbnail for the uh, the cut down review of this, which will be going up on YouTube, which you may be watching right now. Ooh. Um, <laughs> ah. It's meta. Well, I, I went to him, oh, do you like it? And then the Ion Cannon... Uh, like sort of energy disc or whatever is like in the centre of the thumbnail and he just goes yeah I do like it but I can't really unsee that it's the who wants to be a, mil- uh, a millionaire circle and I was like oh <laughs> it is but like it does look like that in the episode as well it does yeah watch it back and it does like, oh, you no. could unsee it afterwards. I'm just imagining as they're like out running the arm kind of like dun 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 <laughs> general Terence is in the uh, ship <laughs> doesn't it go dun 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 <laughs> that is the right show but, game uh, show right luckily enough Anakin Skywalker did phone a friend that's Obi-Wan Kenobi who comes in in the later episodes <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did also like that you set up this kind of like weapon that's like we need to take it out now or it's going to like cripple other ships and then you bring in like the hospital and like you know Grievous wants to uh, you know disable the hospital where there's like loads of clone troopers so you've got, you've got like established a nice threat and then they try and again do this original trilogy thing of like there's a squadron of, uh, you know, instead of X-Wings, we get a squadron of Y-Wings flying in to try and take down the enemy ship, which they don't subtly reference is supposed to be like the Death Star of this episode, do they? Like there's actually like shots, shot for shot, uh, the clone, the um, the droids sort of moving out the way as the beam goes through the tunnel, which is cool. I do like that. And I like that it kind of, it's super prequely, but it's also riffing on all these original trilogy tropes both in the plotting and and, and, and and the way it's it's actually put together. Um, it was really nice. There's loads of other visual references, isn't there, to the original trilogy. Like There's an asteroid field. The way the Death Star beam, uh, when it follows Anakin and then they jump to light speed, that sort of spinning shot is the same as what you get in Empire when the Falcon oh, jumps yeah. to light speed. And then also I think it's the ending shot of episode two looks exactly like the ending shot of Empire and since it's like they're looking out uh, in a hangar or whatever and there's they're, yeah, they're so still oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't think that actually when I was when we watched it yeah I, I do like those things so do I I like them and you know it kind of adds, adds to that whole George Lucas it rhymes stuff as well yeah, yeah. Um, and oddly I thought them going on the the Balmora run going through that nebula and then meeting a load of like giant space creatures felt very much like Solo Star Wars story mm, yeah but it's funny because it's you're watching it in the cartoon form. It still feels like it's riffing on the movies, even though that came way later, like ten years later. Mm. Um, I wonder if Solo maybe saw this episode as inspiration. Because um, you actually think about what they're doing 
and they're going through that nebula and they're coming for yeah. season it's like an old smugglers route as well so yeah that yeah. is true yeah I would love to see some more like runs. If this is the Balmora run and then the one in Solo is the Kessel run, it's like it'd be cool to see like more smuggler routes and see how hairy they are and see what kind of creatures you can you can reveal. I'm loving how much we're bringing up Solo. I pretty much, I feel like we've brought up like nearly every episode so far this season, which is it. I'm all for. <laughs> no, Terry still it. haven't seen Solo. Well, we simply must. It's a great excuse to watch it because we showed it to our flatmate Adam, and he he, he kind of had the same feeling that we had pre it coming out around 2018 like oh okay maybe it'll be fine i don't really care and then we all had a banging time didn't we Joe? fantastic time yeah it was brilliant Amazing. i, I, I think think it was way. just when rona happened as well wasn't it it was like just as the uk yeah. went into lockdown we had like a big star wars day yeah it was really nice i mean you can see you can pretty much you know hear what we uh watched all through that lockdown because there is a podcast of it and there's a youtube video oh yes there is, there is yeah, as well, yeah. so. <laughs> Although, looking back on it i was thinking we don't actually add in all the series of things that we were watching and no. there's a few other things we missed and stuff and things we didn't things we watched separately we didn't add so it wasn't really truly everything we watched in lockdown and of That's course true. lockdown didn't end it, it, didn't, it merely it never does. went away for a never bit never will yeah bollocks things oh, no. yeah <laughs> but anyway anyway in, uh, interior news yeah oh another uh, nickname that I can't stand that Ahsoka does is Artui Oh, what is that? Artui. Yeah. She calls Artu Artui. It's to make everything cutesy, isn't it? Because R2-y. girls need to be cutesy. Yeah, but like it's weird because it's longer. It's not a nickname, then, no. is it? Is it nicknames the point they're going to be? It's like if we start calling you Charlui. Charlui. Come on, Charlui. <laughs> yeah, Sky Guy is the worst one. Sky Guy. Sky Guy. I'm following you, Sky Guy. They're just trying to like shoehorn in this relationship that they've got is, aren't they like instead of just letting it build naturally they're just trying to force it down your throat that they're bonding and yeah they do they do go they go more little annie than i was anticipating because you got you got to think about again like when this was made it's like they're responding to all the criticisms of the prequels as well as they're going into clone wars and you've kind of made another annie character mm. of course we know from more of the ahsoka that we've watched down the line that it gets a lot better and- so. Figured out who she was. Yeah. Right yeah. Um, fun fact the London Underground Mind the Gap can mm. be heard inside, you know, the ships, the trains that are moving left oh, and right. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's, that's cool. cool. And the, the malevolence of the ship was actually based on the Bismarck, which is a German World War II vessel. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's And then really the whole cool. thing of them trying to search for it and like disable it is a bit similar to how it played out when they, the British forces chased the Bismarck. Pretty cool, eh? I didn't know, just quickly, I didn't know that the mind the gap thing was actually Mm. a thing until a friend of mine who's not from, who was like from Italy, was like, oh yeah, I went on the tour and they said the mind the gap thing. And I was like, yeah. Oh, it's so it's like a cultural thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that Absolutely. it was a thing. It is it? They've got it at Shrek's Adventure as well. Do they? They have like, but there's like a there's like newer ones, but then there's like a really classic one which is like mind the gap, and you can hear it on the Bakerloo line. Amazing. Sorry, that's, that's a really cool. weird. That is a. Re- I can't believe you knew so much. About. I was not expecting you to just drop that. I've yeah, gotten, yeah, I've gotten a lot of tubes. <laughs> uh, I do think as well the way they take out the iron cannon is just a bit weak. Mm. They just yeah. blast it, don't they? Yeah, they've had enough by that. But then by the third episode, it's a bit like, oh, I've had enough now. It's the second episode, though, isn't it, that they destroy the iron um... cannon? I think it might be at the end of the third one. It all kind of starts to blend, doesn't it, when you watch yeah. like the same storyline I think bolt. they destroy it in the second one, and then it's kind of like cruising along in the third one, they're firing stuff at Oh, them. yes, yes. And, um, oh, no, because that is something cool we haven't spoken about, is when Padme and C-3PO turn up, 
and then General Grievous uses their ship to get Anakin to stop firing on them. That is a good scene. Yeah. It's a good bit of tension as well because they're like, wait, why is Padme there? Like, yeah. oh no, like it could be in a worse scenario. And I like that you're finding interesting ways to bring her into the action and like yeah. you're finding ways for her and Anakin to meet and then when no one's looking there, like, do you know what I mean? Like trying to sneak a kiss and stuff. It's, uh-huh. it's really nicely done. And Obi-Wan good. knows. He can't not know. Like, they were basically <laughs> snogging in front of him. Like, his, his train was just up there and he was definitely looking down like, ah. The thing I think you always got to get around with the whole secret... Padme romance is like even if you can't see or indeed any other Jedi like they should surely sense they'd sense something wouldn't they they'd sense that sort of like surge of emotions or do you know what I mean it's it's strange or maybe because they are so blinded to attachments they can't sense it they couldn't sense you know Palpatine right in front of them you know so uh, I don't think they're going to sense some little boy and some other I feel, like you, I feel like you really humiliated them in that moment. <laughs> they couldn't see and he was right in front of them. No, but, no, but we'll, we'll, we'll use some sort of lore excuse yeah, that he was, that, you he was know, you know, masking it or something. They were just idiots. This guy's walking around in dark robes with this like, weird evil voice. Yeah, he, lo- he looks evil. Look yeah. at him. Well, yeah, like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a politician, so obviously must, must be. be I always love when they cut Cutting to the close as well. Like whenever something happens, like oh, it looks like they're being a re- Anakin and Ahsoka would be in a really vulnerable position. Cut to close up of Palpatine's face, <laughs> lets off little grin in front of Master Yoda, Mace Windu, and Obi Wan Kenobi. No fucks. Yeah, the signal might not be good. They might. Not be good. <laughs> yeah. like, did he just? Did you smoke? No, no, it was a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> also cool that he, uh, we reveal that uh, Grievous does the hello there to Obi Wan. Oh yes, yeah. that he is does. cool. I yeah, like that. it's I like nice. That. The only thing I think it takes away from is the fact that like <laughs> Obi Wan didn't come up with it. It's like he's just ripping him <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I really like how Grievous is with the droids. I think it's so funny. Yes. And like, there's one where he just like swipes the droid's head off, and Dooku's like. Those droids are expensive, and I just think that that's makes so funny. Perfect sense, though, doesn't it? Because, like, of yeah. course, Dooku would be there, like, you know, like, you can't just willingly throw these fuckers around, like, you know, like, he's probably plunging all of his thought into trying to make this this war work. <laughs> and Grievous exactly. is just like, no, I'm just going to trash that's all true. this expensive product. I still don't, I was just thinking about it, though, you know, he's still, he's still his line, though, hello there, because he says it again in New Hope, doesn't he? Yeah but, I'm, yeah, but I'm talking, like, chronologically. <laughs> This means that the first time... Have you ever heard it? Is that the first, it's the first time he meets Grievous in this? Um, I don't know if it's the first time he meets him, but, it's the, it's, but what I'm saying is, in episode three, he says hello there. Yeah, this yeah. is obviously set before, so that means that yeah, he yeah, got I the know, idea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that... It's still his. I like to think that he says it all the time, and Grievous said it to him, even then, <laughs> to try to bring back, and then he thought, oh, I'm just going to say it again. Maybe it's when a I drop in again. little thing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, have. it's a little like... They're a little like, hello there. <laughs> 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 They're a little flirt, you know. Consistently doing it. I did like as well that Kenobi like just pushes the droid cars and they spin backwards, knocking everything over. It's quite yes, a, that yeah. was very good. It's a cool design flaw that you didn't think about with, the, with them and the Jedi before. It's like, oh yeah, they would just roll, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> roll. Also, we didn't talk about last time when Yoda picked up that droid and he was like, I'm malfunctioning. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like shooting all his mates and his mates are shooting back and he's like, stop, I'm your friend. <laughs> but it's just like... Shooting there, there was great. a part in Lego Star Wars 3 where I was quite stuck and it was the ambush level and it turned out that what I needed to do was lift up a droid and then the droid would shoot this metal that would like smash it and, and take you through to the next bit but like 
I didn't get that because you could also like strike the metal and it would do the same thing where it gets like heated up. So it just looked like you could do it yourself. So I was, I'm sitting there going like smashing at it and it's not working. Turns out you need to get a droid to do it for and you. And how long would you sit there hitting it? Um, <laughs> like half an hour then I used guide. It's funny, the Lego, <laughs> the Lego games, like you lie, it was an hour, wasn't it? Probably an hour, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I need guides for the Lego games all the time. <laughs> but like, I play adult games that I don't ever use a guide for and in the Lego games I'm like I have no idea Dude, yeah. what it wants me to build right now so I'm just going to google it because <laughs> I'm stuck yeah, my thing is I just smash everything that looks like it could be smashed and if it doesn't look like it can be smashed I'm just going to smash it all and eventually it will turn into some sort of Lego I can build that's the that's most Charlie I... Lily thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life that gets me there like 90% of the way but occasionally like with this ambush scenario mm. that I'm just like okay I've got to hit the gold thing but the gold thing isn't warming up quick enough. What have I got to do? And then mm. there's no like prompt on the screen. Obviously, there's no voice acting to be yeah. like, oh, I should probably <laughs> use a trooper to do this thing. Yeah. No, none of that. So you're just sat Press there up like, for uh, hint. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just terrible at video games. <laughs> there is also that. The design of the Y-Wings in these episodes <laughs> was supposed to bridge the gap between prequel designs and the Y-Wings of the original trilogy. And the design sort of mantra they went with with designing these, ex- uh, these Y-Wings was that Joe Johnston, um, who helped design a lot of things, uh, including Boba Fett, mm. and he also directed Captain America, First Avenger. Mm. Um his original idea for the Y-Wings in the original trilogy was that they're sort of like chop shop cars and they're like, they've been all stripped away and they're like bootleggy. Cool. And so, so it's the idea is like the rebels have like, obviously like bought a load of the like crappy old obsolete Y-Wings yeah. um, and they're using them for their assaults. Um, so here it was supposed to be like more of a shiny, like done up, like plated kind of Y-Wing. Uh, I think they do a good job of bridging the two together. I always like that stuff in Star Wars when it's like you can see like the yes. Jedi Starfighters yes. look slightly like the TIE Fighters and they sound slightly similar and then they you can see where the technology has been moving which is why I like the Ion Cannon as well. I really like TIE Fighters and I really enjoy flying one in Battlefront. I think they're so cool. Really? Oh, they are yeah. sweet. I love it. And I, they the, look the sound really design cool. for them is yeah. I still think it's like one of the best They seem uh, like, like the smoothest ship <laughs> and they're just like you look like a little Christmas cracker. It's so intimidating even though like the smallest ships in Star Wars. Like, do you know what I mean like yeah. yeah, they're like the smallest ones, but yet somehow the scariest. Like, they yeah, are. I do think it is the sound. Yeah, it's the sound definitely. Because you just oh, it's like scraping and yeah. metal, over, isn't it? Any more thoughts on this trilogy, this malevolence trilogy, to round off? Um, good fun. Not as good as our review last week, I would say. I agree. Um, I think if I would have, if it had started with these three, I don't know how much more I would have watched myself if it wasn't for the podcast. Do you, yes. know, do you know what I'm saying? In yes, terms of yes, like, yes. Not that they were bad, mm. just that... They were missing the it, magic. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was right. I went on a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. But it didn't quite give me what that first episode did, where it gave me, you know, that... I don't know, I, I always like... I think what I always like about Star Wars is, is the Empire Strikes Back as opposed to the others, where it gets a bit more like, I guess, philosophical in a way. Do you know where it gets a bit mm. more like heartfelt like I like yeah. the stuff when it gets you know and I think that's what I liked about the first one it was yeah. like Yoda being you know showing people their, their character and stuff do you know what I mean and I, this one I was I didn't really get that it was more just like oh we've got to shoot this thing and blow this thing up and mm-hmm. that's less what I like yeah. in Star Wars but um, that being said I still think like that first episode um, the Plo Kloon one the tension of like their I still I said it again didn't I Plo Kloon I just prefer it ro- it rolls off the tongue back Plo Kloon no, I'm just going to Google, just on the off chance. I'm pretty sure, sure it is Plo Koon. Pretty sure it is Plo Koon, yeah. It probably is. 
It's Plo Koon, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to call him Plo Koon. You do. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> you do so you. much better. Can't you just like do variations like Plo Cluedo? Like, <laughs> got Plo Clooney. Plo Clooney. Plo <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just really liked that the whole aspect of like, oh, they're, they're relying on these two, mm-hmm. uh, Anakin and Ahsoka, who are not supposed to be doing it anyway, in classic Anakin and Ahsoka fashion. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting to see that the Jedi don't really give two shits if you're a Jedi Master and you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's war, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. they don't really see it as much as a reliable asset, do you know what I mean? Like an asset, yeah, yeah. which is interesting to me because I'm like, they say, like, a Jedi's worth a thousand droids. Yeah. But they're like, ah, oh, he will just die, I suppose. But I think we're going to see more as the series goes on, like, them forced to make those sort of tough decisions. Yeah, yes. Um, that perhaps Anakin is going to disagree with. I think disillusion him with the Order more. Having mm. Ahsoka really enables Anakin to go away and do the hairy stuff. Yes, and also I like mm. that he's, you know, like, he, he's learned all this stuff and now he's getting to teach it, so it's sort of cementing his knowledge as a Jedi Knight. Um, it was one of those weird things, like, you know, obviously when it, back back in the day when it was like, oh, yeah, Anakin's going to have a pad one in the series. It's like, what? That's kind of weird. But, like, you know, it's one of those things in retrospect, obviously, where they kept building on it, where it's like it it feels like it makes perfect sense. And yeah. also, like, I, I like that even though he's not a master in 3, obviously, in Reg of the Sith, that he is still taking on Padawans. Because surely they're dropping Jedi left, right and centre during the Clone Wars. They yeah. need to start ushering in as many yeah, Padawans as possible, don't they? Well, you can see that. You see that in... Um... Is it Attack of the Clones when Yoda's training the all those children? Oh, in well, that's before the war breaks out, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. like you know, in this way, you'd oh, like so yeah, yeah, you have to get like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, all the people. the teachers are now being generals in a war, so they haven't got time to be teaching yeah. Yeah. younglings. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I'm I'm excited for the next couple of episodes. Um, yeah. So in inclusion for me, not as good as Ambush, but I still had a fun time. Same. I'm a bit disappointed that they took out the Iron Cannon so easily but then I also had that thing in the first episode of like this thing seems so powerful that the only way they're going to take it out is going to be disappointing because I didn't mind too much mm. um, it was cool to see Plo Koon or Plo Kloon yeah Plo Kloon. Um, I think we should change it what, if we Plo just Kloon. keep saying Plo Kloon yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually... What, what if we take the L from the first one and have Po Kloon instead Po Kloon Po Kloon Po Kloon <laughs> maybe he's related to Poe Dameron yeah. it's all coming or the Kung circle Fu is now Panda, complete because he's called Poe too is he? Kung I don't Fu remember. Panda. It's called Poe, isn't it? Is he called Poe? It's called Poe, yeah. yeah. And then there's a um, there's a Tay Tubby, isn't there? Poe. Yeah. Wow. Look, Poe. <laughs> Look, they're all the Poe family. <laughs> now Poe Coon has joined us. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I would like to get back to playing some Time Splits too. Because um, I, I basically I've 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 been thinking all day about playing it. And I've been thinking about this mode that I'm thinking about in my head, <laughs> Commando Mode, which is a form of style of playing the game, which I like to call, you get the drop on an enemy, <laughs> you jump out in front of them, and basically, like, winning a gunfight in that game, as I'm starting to, to realise from replaying it, is just about who, who, who draws first, who <laughs> quick draws, right? So you jump out in front of the alien, you pull out your machine gun, and you just unload everything in the forward direction, because there's no crosshairs, <laughs> you just have to sort of guess, but in four directions as you're strafing. Yeah, I just do that. It's commando mode. You feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger popping out, just like unloading all the bullets in just just in a general direction. Full commando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so very fun. Earlier when I said, what are you thinking about? And you went, nothing, darling. It was really all of that. Yes, I was thinking, <laughs> I really miss the whole run and gun style of time splitters and like having a million different weapons and jumping around and 
you know, like it being more about like dodging and, and strafing and firing mm-hmm. than the Call of Duty, like quick cover popping out, regenerating health thing. I just miss it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a... Terry was thinking, why am I with this man? Yeah, this is a regular character. <laughs> One time I said, what are you thinking about? And he went, I'll be back is a really good catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> So Amazing. this is a quite a regular occurrence. They're always related to to Arnie in some way. Yeah, as they should be. <laughs> as they should be. So am I, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you want to join us next week for the next Clemens episode, you can do that. If you don't want to, you can also not do that. <laughs> and I'm gonna go for the uh, the same line of thinking for our socials. So if you do want to follow them, do follow them. If you don't, don't. <laughs> you can catch them on Instagram at Full Fat Videos. And on Twitter at Full Fat Videos, you can find the lovely Charlie Lily at Faith Film is Awful on Twitter, Your Favorite Film is Awful on Instagram, and Facebook, Your Favorite Film is Awful. So, yeah, check back. We'll be back soon. Very, 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 very soon. So best believe. Best believe. <laughs> Come back. Um, if you want to follow me, you can catch me as Terry Merkin on Instagram and Merkin Terry on Twitter just to, just to make it confusing. Keep things fresh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's me, really. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, I forgot to talk about Jodie Whittaker possibly quitting Dot Two, but you know what? That's we, it. We wrapped it up You've nicely. Done it. Yeah, there you go. She might be quitting Dot Two. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to wait to unpack that in next week's episode because the BBC have said they're not comment- they're not commenting right now. Uh, I see. So let's 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 see how this plays out see across the next week. Yeah. And then next week when we come back, I want to yeah. unpack it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but fantastic. you know, I'm, you know what? Partly because we're at the end of the podcast and partly because I'm just exhausted talking about Doc 2 and uh, <laughs> Chris Chibnall Zero. So, yeah. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Ciao. Suck laser, clanker. <laughs> <laughs>